Welcome to the Vine Podcast, episode number two. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience, but building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Wetherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Welcome back, you guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I just want to get started by saying, please don't hate me for what I'm about to tell you. This is a lesson that people do not like to learn, but it's something that is honestly so important to learn and it will completely change your business when you shift the way that you think about what I'm about to share with you. So if you are running your food blog as a business or you want it to be a business someday, I have some hard news for you to hear. Your blog is not about you. And I know this is so hard to hear because our blogs are like our babies. We take care of them, we grow them, we nurture them, we just want them to succeed, right? But at the end of the day, if we were doing our blogs for ourselves, they would look so different. Now, last week, when we talked about building a strategic blog, one of the things I talked about was strategic branding and how strategic branding really thinks about your ideal audience and what it is that they are attracted to and what resonates with them. Now, that in itself shows that when you're trying to think about your business strategically, you have to think about who your audience is. Now, if you want your blog to be about you and about sharing what you want to share and all of those kinds of things, that is totally okay, but that's a hobby. And I first heard it said this way at the Everything Food Conference in 2019 in Salt Lake City at a presentation by Phil Palin. And his presentation, the very first thing he taught about branding was that it's not about you. It's about your customer, your audience, your reader. And I think When you start to grasp this, it will radically change the way that you plan for your food blog, the way you run your food blog, everything about it. So let's think about this. You're a food blogger. You love cooking, or at least you love good food. You love sharing that good food. There are just some things that you know in the back of your mind about cooking, about preparing food, that you don't have to sit there and think about. You know how to chop an onion or how to saute garlic. All of these sorts of things just come naturally to you. But let's say that your reader is someone who's just starting to cook. They aren't going to know these things. And if you don't write your content with them in mind, you are going to miss vital information that they need in order to be successful in executing your recipe. Now, this was a hard lesson for me to learn in my own food blog. And to be honest, I didn't even really realize that I was doing it for a long time. When I first started my blog called A Joyfully Mad Kitchen, I wanted it to be a place that helped people find joy in cooking. I wanted to help the people who were just afraid of getting in the kitchen because they were so afraid to fail. I wanted to help them with easy recipes and to share 
tips and tricks that would help them build confidence. Now that all sounded great in theory until I lost sight of who my ideal audience was. I started creating recipes for my site that were recipes that we were making at home, things that we were enjoying eating. And I thought that this was okay for a while because to be honest, I was my ideal reader a few years back. When I first started cooking, I was afraid to get in the kitchen and fail. I didn't have confidence. So I knew I was writing to a previous version of myself, but I lost sight of really talking to that person and knowing the ins and outs of the things that she was struggling with while I was planning content for my food blog. And it honestly took me a couple of years to realize why my content wasn't really resonating with the right people and I wasn't building the audience that I wanted to. And it was because I had lost sight of the fact that my food blog was not for me. It was for that person that I was trying to attract. That person that was afraid of getting in the kitchen, was afraid to just try out a new recipe, even if that meant she would fail. And so when you are thinking about your food blog, I want you to think about who that ideal reader is. And if you don't know who that is, that's okay. We're going to get to that in a minute. If you do know who it is, Even take out a piece of scrap paper and write down everything you can think about this person. I know it's sometimes really hard to get through some of the questions that you might see on a branding questionnaire that asks, you know, about your ideal audience, what their name is, what their occupation is, what their age is. I know it's hard not to get stuck on those questions, but here's what I want you to do if you get stuck. Just pick something. Think about whether or not somebody is 30 years old or 40 years old really matters for the recipes that you're sharing. If it does, then you absolutely need to make a decision. But more often than not, these things just trick us into making a decision about who our ideal audience is. So I want you to just push through it and just choose something. You can always go back and change it. So when you're thinking about who your ideal reader is, you can think about some things like, are they working full-time? Are they staying at home? Those two things alone will completely change the way that they approach cooking. Are they coming home after a long day of work and having to prepare a meal for their family? Or have they been home all day and they might be able to prepare the dinner during a kid's nap time or during some free time during the day? Are they married? Do they have a large family? Are they serving food to friends and family that come over often? All of these sorts of questions will help you to figure out the best content that you can share with your audience that is going to meet them where they're at. Now, the other thing I really want you to think about is what is this person struggling with? Because I think when you really think about it, you'll realize that they're not really struggling to find a recipe to make for dinner. We always ask that question of what's for dinner. But the reality is in our day and age, there are thousands of recipes online that are available anytime. So what are they really struggling with? What is the problem you are truly trying to help them solve? Because I promise you, it's not another recipe. So in the example I gave earlier for my food blog, the issue that I was really helping my audience with, or that I should have been helping my audience with, was confidence. I should have been giving them tips and tricks along the way of how to cook so that they could build up that confidence to be able to effortlessly get in the kitchen and just try something new. Instead, I was trying to create recipes, and again, this was something I didn't really 
know I was doing, but now looking back, I can see. I was creating recipes to stretch their confidence, to kind of push the boundaries of what they were comfortable with doing. But honestly, what that did is they just didn't try. The recipes on my site didn't look like they were easy or confidence building or something that anyone, any level of cook could handle. Earlier this year, I decided to try to figure out who the audience was that I had following on my blog. And one of the ways that I did that is I created a quiz. And in this quiz, I was basically trying to test someone's confidence level. And my hope was that people would score low, saying that they had a low confidence when it came to being in the kitchen, and that then I could provide them some of the recipes on my site that would help them to build confidence. But what happened is I kept getting results of people who were super confident in the kitchen. And obviously there is nothing wrong with this. That's not a bad thing. But for me, for my ideal audience, that was bad. That meant that I was attracting the wrong type of person on my blog. I wasn't attracting the people that needed help in the kitchen like I wanted to. And all of that came down to not knowing who my ideal audience was and really checking to make sure that everything that I did on my site, from the blog posts that I was sharing to the freebies that I was giving away, even to my email newsletter content, that all of those things were helping that ideal audience. So if you're not sure who your ideal audience is, here are some questions that you can ask yourself. And I want you to remember when you're answering these questions to really think about whether or not the answer to this question matters. Because like I said earlier, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the answer to this question is super important and will give you such good insight into who this person is and the struggles that they are having outside of just needing another recipe to make. So is your ideal reader married? or single? Do they have kids? Are they working full-time? Are they busy with extracurricular activities like sports or church or volunteer opportunities? Basically think through what kind of a lifestyle are they living? Because this is really going to tell you so much about their ability to make your recipes. Do they have time for the complex recipes that you're sharing? Or do they really just need something simple? I always like to think about whether somebody really enjoys cooking or whether they're cooking for survival because those two types of people are so different and they really need different types of recipes. Think about their experience with cooking. Do they know their way around the kitchen? Do they have knife skills? Do they know the basics of how to chop an onion and saute garlic? Do they know what mirepoix is? Those kinds of questions are really going to help you to know not only what kind of content to create, but as you're writing your recipes, how much to explain. Because it's one thing for you to be able to follow your own recipe or for you to be able to read your blog post and make your recipe correctly, but it's an entirely different thing to make sure that that ideal audience and really anyone that's landing on your site can make your recipe right every time. Now, as you're doing this exercise, if you start to feel like your ideal audience and the audience that you actually have are not matching up, there's a few things that you can do. One thing that you can do is go back and update some of your old content with relevant information that would help that ideal audience. Especially if this is content that is performing well, this is going to help that ideal audience resonate with your content and you'll start to build up more of an audience of those ideal people. The other thing that you can do and this I think is a more extreme option, is you can change who your ideal audience is. And it's all going to depend on your intuition here. If you have hundreds of blog posts that have been written with a different person in mind, rewriting all of those blog posts 
is not going to make a lot of sense. However, you could update your top content or you could just start writing your content for this ideal person in mind. It's really going to depend on how much of a discrepancy there is between your existing audience and your ideal audience. This becomes even more important as you start to expand your blog beyond just blog posts. When you start to create products, when you start to use email marketing, whenever you stop simply posting new recipes on your blog and promoting them on social media, it's going to be more and more important that you really can grasp who this ideal person is for you. And again, it's going to go back to those struggles that they have and how the blog posts, the products, the emails that you're sending out all help them solve their struggles. When I realized this about my audience and that I was having a discrepancy between my ideal audience and the actual audience that I had, I wrote down three questions to ask myself about every blog post idea that I had. And I wrote these questions down to give myself something to reference every time I had an idea to make sure that the new content I was writing was going to resonate with my ideal audience. So as you figure out who your ideal audience is, you can craft a few questions to ask yourself every time you think about posting something new on social media, in your emails, or as a blog post. Make sure these questions are detailed and they specifically ask if this content is going to resonate with that ideal person. So as we wrap up this episode, I just want to remind you guys, your business is not about you but that's actually a good thing. Really tapping into your ideal audience and being able to craft content specifically for that person is going to take your blog to the next level. It's really gonna help you to have so much confidence in knowing that the content that you're putting out there is perfect for your ideal reader. If you have any questions as you're going through these exercises or you want just someone to look over kind of your thoughts and who you are thinking your ideal audience might be, I would absolutely love to take a look. You can just send me a message over on Instagram at Grace and Vine and let me know what you've discovered about your ideal audience. I've been there if you're feeling like your ideal audience and your content are not in the same place right now and I would be more than happy to chat with you about how you could shift things to just make it work better for you and to just build a business that you absolutely love. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to the vinepodcast.com. Talk soon.